0: Today's program has been brought to you by Le Creuset. Visit Le Creuset for cast iron and stainless cookware, bakeware, pots, pans, and kitchen and bar tools.
1: For more information, visit www.lecreuset.com. That's L-E-C-R-E-U-S-E-T dot com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more.
0: Hello and welcome back to Sharp and Hot. I am your host, Chef Emily Peterson, coming to you live from Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This is episode 25. Matt, we are a quarter century today. Woo! Thanks for being on the air with me, my co-host, co-pilot, Matt Wang. And uh, to celebrate, uh, and in keeping with Heritage Radio Network's thematic plans for 2014, we are going to have on air with us Ron Keane. Ron is a state poultry specialist with the University of Wisconsin Extension. He teaches breeder, uh, breeder flock and hatchery management and biology and appreciation of companion animals at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And he writes the answer column, sorry, the answer man column for Backyard Poultry Magazine. And uh, over the past week, I've been collecting listener chicken and egg questions, and I've got those lined up for Ron. And I'm going to bring him on in just a minute, but before I do... Hi, Matt. How was your week? My week was good. Am I allowed to ask him which came first? You know, my father I, my, my father is one of the question askers later on, and so he was like, I want to ask him which came first. I'm like, you know, I bet you're not the first person to ask him that. I bet
1: people walk up to him every single day and we, ask that question.
0: <laughs> we can, that'll be our first question of him is how many times a day do you get asked which came yeah, first? that's a good question. <laughs> Um, I had a really fun weekend I got to go to the Boku's Door Team USA fundraising dinner At the Culinary Vegetable Institute At the Chef's Garden in Milan, Ohio Very cool It was amazing um, There will be more on that I'm going to put together a bunch of radio So,
1: Did you eat all sorts of impossibly small things?
0: They were impossibly small. Yeah. I kept saying I felt like um, Marie Antoinette on the eve of the French Revolution because the things... Were-
1: or, or a giant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but a giant who was eating things coated in gold leaf. Yeah. I was like, this, yeah. is, this is pretty boss. Um, and so I, I just want to say hi to all my new friends from out there. Liz and Anna and Meryl, John, Farmer Lee, everyone at Chef's Garden. Hello and thank you for making me feel so welcome. And without further ado, uh, Engineer Evan, can we get Ron Keen on the line? Hi, Ron. Oh, how are you?
2: Well, I'm good.
0: I hear you're I'm, you're pulled over on the side of the highway, right?
2: That's right. I'm in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. So,
1: <laughs> how's the weather in Eau Claire, Wisconsin?
2: Um, it's about 35, and it's supposed to start snowing, but oh. right now it's not too bad.
0: Oh well, thank you. I really appreciate your taking the time on the side of the road to come on sharp and hot and help me answer some some listener questions and um. So, I, did you hear we were saying before we put you on the air how many I, times a day?
2: I, I did hear that, yes, and I'm I'm pretty used to hearing that question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> have you come up with any, like, pithy responses?
2: Well, I don't know if I have a pithy response. I'll tell you, I have, have two young boys, and they usually answer for me. So, uh, they will tell you that the egg came first because there was a... Proto chicken that laid the egg so.
0: <laughs> that's pretty smart actually
2: they're pretty good yeah is
0: that ch- is that true was there a proto chicken
2: well that's the way I look at it I would say whatever it was that evolved into the chicken um, laid that first egg so
0: right I uh, you know when my dad made that joke I was actually driving around yesterday thinking well... If everything started from bacteria, at some point, something <laughs> laid an egg. So it really did send me down a little existential uh, thought process.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a fun one to think about. So.
0: so the first question I have is from Bob in New Jersey, and this is relevant to um, a piece of news that came out about egg washing and the sort of sanitation aspects mm-hmm. of washing eggs. So let's play Bob's question, and then I'd like to get your take on the uh, on, – well, let's just play what he said.
1: Hi, this is Bob from Persephone.
2: I was wondering, I recently read an article that said that the freshly laid eggs are better not washed, and that eggs in Europe that are freshly laid aren't washed. That, they, that they, there's some coating that protects them or something? Could you tell me about this?
0: So Ron, go ahead.
2: Okay, sure. Well you know I think you can you can look at this from a couple angles. Um, he's right that there is a what's what's called the cuticle or the bloom that's on the egg, and it's a protein that helps close the pores of the egg so from that standpoint it's not bad um, the, the issue comes that you know you can either wash the egg and try to keep it real clean or you can hope that it's clean to begin with and i think the u.s has looked at it as let's clean them and be done um, other parts of the world say well it should be a clean egg anyway i, I think the best answer is cook the egg and won't have to worry about it either way. And uh,
0: when you say cook the egg, are we able to eat a runny yolk and still be safe? (laughs) Is it just until the yolk or until the white is set?
2: Sure. Um, I I would say you you can't be 100% safe with that, but I think the odds are pretty good. Um, It is possible for there to be salmonella in the yolk, but the odds are very slim. Um, and so you know you could eat a lot a lot of eggs i I've, I've heard estimates of one in 20,000 or something like that um so you know i think you can't be 100% sure but you'd be fairly safe
0: and so why well, do could you um give everybody sort of a background on how did you fall in love with chickens like how did you get <laughs> to make this your career
2: sure well, interestingly, they tell me that in second grade already, I told people I was going to work with poultry. So it, it's been a lifelong thing. Um, I grew up on a small farm, and so I think having chickens and especially hatching baby chicks was really quite interesting, and and really got to me very early on. Um, so yeah, from then on, I've I've really known that I was going to work with poultry.
0: That's awesome, to, I uh, oh sorry, go ahead yeah. yeah, go ahead, you went to school.
2: That's okay. I was going to say, well, I went to the University of Nebraska then and uh, studied animal science, and then did a master's in poultry breeding after that at Iowa State, and that got me here so
0: i 've always envied people who have such a linear life like professional life story i 'm the polar opposite, and I just I envy that <laughs> that that knowing sure. what you wanted early on i uh, I started raising chickens from a very young age also, and one of my young childhood memories is my dad holding a flashlight behind the egg that we were we were hatching in an incubator sure. in the basement and i 've had chickens ever since it 's been a real lifelong love of mine um, so so you uh in terms of the washing the eggs what what camp do you fall in like if i've got eggs chickens in my backyard and the eggs do not all come out very clean am i bet i'm better off washing them in some warm water right
2: yeah i would say if they're visibly clean then i probably wouldn't worry about it um if they're visibly dirty then yes and you definitely want to wash them in warmer water than the eggs are uh that helps so that if if you if it's cold water, the the contents of the egg will shrink, and that can contract and pull stuff in through the pores.
0: Oh, ah, that's so interesting.
2: Wanna, yeah, so you want to make sure it's warmer than the egg, so if anything, the inside contents expand a bit and push stuff out of the pores.
0: And how about refrigeration after they've been after they've been washed?
2: Yeah, you know, again, growing up we didn't, but I would say it's safest to refrigerate them. Um, you know, below 45 degrees, which is what USDA requires when you're selling eggs. And, and New York uh-huh.
1: DOH.
0: Yeah, the New, New York Department of Health requires the same okay. thing.
2: Okay, sure, yeah. Um, you know, salmonella won't grow or won't multiply much below that temperature, so it helps if there is contamination there.
0: If it's one in 20,000, I've been eating eggs my whole life. I might be coming up on dew.
2: You you never know yeah. (laughs) But again, as long as you cook the eggs It really You'll destroy anything there So yeah, it really The odds are pretty slim
0: Right Okay, so speaking of cooking eggs Our next question is a culinary egg question And I'm wondering if from a biology perspective You can help solve a problem That plagues home and professional cooks When it comes to uh, peeling a hard-boiled egg Let's play Liz Uh,
2: Okay
1: Hi, this is Liz from Chicago,
0: and I have a question about hard-boiled eggs. My entire life I learned that the way you hard-boiled an egg is to leave it in boiling water for 12 to 14 minutes straight. Then I read that the better way to make hard-boiled eggs is to bring them up to a boil and then let them sit. Uh, I was just curious which is the better way, and then what is the easiest way to peel them once they are done, because that has been difficult. Uh, when
1: I've tried it in other ways, thank you. She so recorded that in a in a fancy hotel lobby in like 1892.
2: <laughs> it sounded like yeah. yes. Um, okay, so two questions: um, the the boiling method or cooking method? And American Egg Board suggests the latter, which is to bring them up to a boil uh, and then take them off the heat and cover them and let them sit for 12 to 15 minutes. Um, the method, the first method really doesn't hurt anything. The, the issue probably is you tend to get more green color oh, around wow. the yolk.
1: <laughs> yeah. hammered. Yeah. Totally hammered. And,
2: yeah, and that has to do with the iron in the egg, and it converts. So I'm not sure what the substance is, but it, it's an iron substance that gets green nothing wrong with it it just isn't very attractive right um the second question was about peeling them and this can be a little bit difficult but uh it really starts before you start cooking the egg and that is if you can get eggs that are you know 10 days to two weeks old okay and that helps considerably what happens is as the egg ages um, there's a few changes inside, but mostly you get some water evaporating out from the egg. And so there's an air cell then that forms in the egg. And the older the egg, the bigger that air cell is. When you cook them, then that leaves some space for uh, air between the shell and the egg. So they'll peel easier.
0: Now, I heard Harold McGee, uh, the food science columnist for the New York Times said to add baking powder to the water to change the alkalinity, and that would aid in peeling. But I have to say, this has been a pet project of mine, my entire professional cooking career. And I've I've tried everything, including the baking powder. And I'm wondering if you know what what's the baking powder supposed to do to the egg?
2: You know, I don't know. I've heard a lot of people say adding salt will help too. Um, and I, I don't know that that holds up to research. Some people say poking a hole in the egg. Um, And that may, because it allows a little water in between, again, between the membrane and the shell, you might see some. um, But I think really, again, the age of the egg is the best thing.
0: Right. I actually bought a kitchen utensil when I was overseas in Germany for making uh, boiled eggs called an egg pick. And mine's the shape of an egg. And then it has like a cartoon egg, and it has a yellow center. And it, the yellow center, you press the round end of the egg where the air sac is down, and yeah. it reveals a pin that pin punches a little tiny hole. And sure. I, I have found that that does help. And then immediately um, running them under cold water will help shrink the right. shrink also. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah and the other true. one is, as soon as they come out of the hot water, you crack them immediately before putting them in cold water. Okay. that that releases sure. some pressure that's an that's another restaurant trick that's a good um, I've also worked in restaurants yeah. where they reserve uh the older eggs for for cooking as suggested.
0: I'm gonna try with the aging because i've I've boiled some pretty old eggs and it doesn't it's not a hundred percent guarantee yeah.
2: yeah, it may not be a hundred percent, but it, it should be better
0: right
1: in in terms of the the cooking method, I do your method but eight minutes and not fifteen minutes okay. And that that's pretty surefire. Okay, sure. I'm a,
0: I'm a nine minute girl. Are
1: you? I'm a nine minute girl. <laughs> <There you go.
0: laughs> Just a- ever so slightly more set. Yeah,
1: I, I like fudgy. Uh- I'm fudgy. <laughs> I, I'm still from
2: the Midwest where we overcook things, I guess. Uh-
0: <laughs> so my um, other egg, I guess it's an egg protein question. Is so in my flock at home, I have a variety of different brown egg layers, and each of them lays a different shape egg, and I don't know who's who, but between the eggs, the texture of a cooked fried egg white varies dramatically between the different shapes and sizes of eggs. Some of them, you crack them, and it has, like, the inner the inner ring of white is like a half an inch above the outer ring of white that sort of runs out flat others there it just runs out flat across the whole pan and there some of them when you chew them are almost like fluffy in texture and while others have the sort of more classic um, slick egg cooked egg white uh, consistency and i'm wondering what exactly makes that change
2: well that's a good question um I, you know Age of the egg certainly has a lot of effect on that. Uh, again, so a really fresh egg will have a very thick white. It'll stand up tall. Um, the older the egg is, you know, even say a few days to a week, um, it will start getting thinner and spreading farther. Um, so that could be some effect, but assuming yours are all the same age, I, I think even. Some time spent in the nest, if the other hens are sitting on it, that warm temperature could have some effect. Um, hmm. But there's certainly some genetic effect, too.
0: Right, right. And there's some, There's. some. I have one egg customer who was like, I don't like those dark brown eggs. Huh, <laughs> so yeah. I, I make sure she doesn't get any of those anymore. <laughs> All right, Ron, listen, we have to take a quick break. Uh, are you able to stick around and help us answer some more questions right after yeah, the music? Sure. Okay, great. Thanks. Yep.
2: Today's music is by Taxstar on Heritage Radio Network.org.
0: Sharp and Hot is brought to you by the generous support of Le Creuset. Respect for tradition and authenticity has been Le Creuset's guiding principle since 1925. Yet, their innovative designs and exceptional quality ensure that they remain relevant today. The company began in 1925 when a casting specialist and an enameling expert opened their foundries at the crossroads of transportation routes for iron, coke, and sand. That same year, the first French oven was produced, laying the foundation for what is now an extensive range of cookware and kitchen utensils. Today, Le Creuset provides the finest quality stainless steel, Stoneware, silicon, enamel on steel, textiles, and forged hard anodized aluminum, as well as the colorful line of cast iron cookware. Visit LeCruise.com and shop the full line of cookware, stoneware, bakeware, kitchen tools, wine accessories, and more. Heritage Radio Network thanks LeCruise for their generous support. Welcome back. Welcome back to Sharp and Hot. I am your host, Chef Emily Peterson. With me in the studio is Matt Wang, and on air from somewhere off the interstate in Wisconsin is Ron Keene, chicken expert and author of the Answer Man column uh, in Backyard Poultry Magazine. Ron, I'm curious if you could tell me about the new state of matter that's been found inside the eye of a chicken.
2: Well, I I can't tell you a lot. I've read some of the articles, and uh, it seems very interesting. But uh, yeah, I can't. That's not my area. Right. Um, it, it sure seems interesting that somehow the rods and cones are organized in a different fashion. I guess
0: it's it's totally fascinating. Have you heard the um, <laughs> Werner Herzog uh, clip about him talking about chickens? Which one? Werner Herzog, the German filmmaker. I'm I'm curious Mm. to know if how smart you think chickens are.
2: (laughs) I've not heard that. Um, Yeah, it's an interesting question with the the intelligence of chickens. I would say, by and large, we don't think they're probably the most intelligent animal. Um, You know, if you look at their brain size, that's certainly a clue, and it's not very big. Um, that said, they certainly have some, some good behaviors. You know, they uh, um, are, are interesting and do some things. So I don't know. I'm a little on the fence there.
0: I'm going to, uh, Engineer Evan is going to play this clip. And I play. I think this is one of the funniest things on the Internet. And I say that as someone wow. who has been a <laughs> lifelong lover of chickens. So here, let, okay. let's, let's give Werner a second. The enormity of, of their flat brain. The enormity of their stupidity is just overwhelming. You have to do yourself a favor when you're out in the countryside and you see chicken. Try to look a chicken in the eye with great intensity. And the intensity of stupidity that is looking back at you is just amazing. By the way, uh, it's very easy to hypnotize a chicken. Uh, They're very prone to hypnosis. And in one or two films, I've actually shown that. But I I just find that to be hilarious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> why on yeah. earth would you hypnotize a chicken?
0: Have you ever? You've never hypnotized a chicken?
1: <laughs> no. Why would you hypnotize a chicken? Well, I- it's not carrying a wallet. You can't think it's money. <laughs>
2: because you can
1: because
0: you can when i uh when i was a kid my aunt showed me two different ways next time you come over for dinner we'll hypnotize some okay. chickens you the first way and ron you can tell me if this is actual hypnosis and if there are other techniques i'm missing but you can put a chicken's head like on the ground like you hold her chin on the ground and then you draw a straight line with a stick in the sand straight out from her beak and she like gets fr- like she can't figure out how to stand up huh and of course we say this and again I say this as a lover of chickens I don't but if you need to email me about anything Chef Emily Peterson or Chef Emily at Sharpenhot.com <laughs> and the other one is to tuck the chicken's head underneath her wing and kind of go like, the, like move her in a circle in the air like a one foot circle and then put her down and she's asleep until you wake her up or like, give her a couple minutes and she snaps out of it
1: I think you're mean to chickens
0: <laughs> I'm 100% not mean to chickens they just happen to be good fodder is I'll this tell uh, you
1: a literally quick story
2: about that we had a professor here at the university that did that and for the students and a few years back some of the students complained just as you said Matt that he was being mean to them and so he was told not to do that anymore so
0: is it mean am i being mean to my chickens
2: i don't think so i think it's perfectly harmless but i think some thought that it was
1: I, I'm I'm going to call Chicken Protective Services against you.
0: <laughs> what if we hypnotize it and ask it to, like, talk like a human?
1: Tell it never to smoke that cigarettes again.
0: <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> I'll make sure that my uh, video camera is rolling. Okay, finally, uh, we have one more audio question from Long Island. Uh, let's play John from Long Island. Oh, wait a minute. That's me. Oh, <laughs> Evan's looking at me. (laughs) My bad. Okay, here it is.
2: Hi, this is John from Hampton Bay. I also happen to be Emily's dad. (laughs) I'm sure Emily has told you on the show that she got started in her chicken career here at home. We've had chickens uh, her whole life. And my question is, a problem that we always, well, frequently have to deal with is hens eating eggs. And it's a bad habit that some of the birds develop. And the the simple answer is a permanent solution, and to soup the the culprits. But I was wondering if there is a way to break hens of that habit, short of of making them into stew or soup.
1: Hypnotize them.
2: Anyway, thanks for your help, <laughs> and I can't wait to hear the answer. So. Yeah, that is a good question. Um, and i tell you, this is a place where prevention is much better than the cure. So if you gather the eggs as often as you can and keep the nest dark, um, do some things to keep eggshell quality high so they're not breaking eggs, all of those are good preventive methods. In fact, I often would suggest hanging a curtain across the nest so that the other chickens Don't reach in and see the eggs. Uh, The hen will use it just fine and then probably appreciate that. But it it may help because once they start and once they realize that those eggs are good eating, it is very difficult. Um, Uh, You you can design roll-away nests, and there are plans for those on the Internet where the egg rolls away from them so they can't eat it. Sometimes beak trimming, where you clip the tip of the beak off, will help. But often, once they've started, uh, just as you said, it's corporal punishment. Usually,
0: (laughs) I asked my dad how he identifies who the egg eaters are, and he said, "I catch him in the act." It's like you like stake out the hen house, and he's like, "Well, sometimes they even have like yolk on their beaks. It's (laughs) very easy to pick them out. Catches
1: them with egg all over their face." egg on their face yeah. that's right
0: Oh, that makes
2: but you sense. will you'll see bits of yellow stuck on their feathers and things so
0: okay now i have some quick fire questions that i got uh over some uh, over the course of time from very well-meaning adults who are genuinely curious and so sure. um i'm going to ask them of you with a straight face and you can answer them
1: sure. <laughs> lightning round
0: <laughs> do um do chickens get their periods
2: yeah you know you sent that to me and i thought about it a bit um i i would say basically not although we don't know a lot about the hormone levels of the chickens but the thing is they cycle every day so even if they do it's probably just for a few hours so
0: yeah i'm to be reincarnated <laughs> as a chicken <laughs> okay and uh, do you need a rooster to get eggs
2: that you definitely do not and in fact Most of the eggs that you buy in the store have never been anywhere. The hens were never near near a rooster. Um, Now, if you want to hatch the egg, then you need a rooster.
0: Right. And I have heard people who say that they seek out fertilized eggs to eat, and I have heard people who are horrified to find out they've eaten a fertilized (laughs) egg. Is there a reason for culinary purpose or for eating purposes why one would be better? I, I can understand the aversion to eating a fertilized egg, but right. I'm curious to know if seeking them out is a better, is that somehow a healthier or better quality egg?
2: I, I don't believe there's any difference, and, and I've never seen any reports that say there's any difference. You know, it's such a small little thing that uh, I don't think you'd notice a difference. And quite honestly, probably a lot of people have eaten fertile eggs sometime in their life and didn't know it. And if you aren't told, you probably won't ever see a difference.
0: (laughs) That's true for a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) Ron, this has been an absolute blast. Thank you so much for coming on Sharp and Hot. Uh, How can the listeners find out more about you?
2: Well, uh, Backyard Poultry again, magazine, so I I answer questions for that. Um, I do have a website. And if you look at University of Wisconsin extension slash poultry, you might have to search for it, but that's, uh, that's my website. So, um, that's probably the best way.
0: All right. Well, travel safe. Thank you for pulling over and talking to us. And, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go out there and watch my chickens with a whole new (laughs) sense of intelligence.
2: (laughs) Very good. Congratulations on 25 episodes. Oh,
0: thank you very much. We'll have you back soon. (laughs) All right. Okay. Bye-bye, Ron.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah, bye. All right. That's, nice fella. That He was a nice guy. Nice fella. That's kind of exactly who I imagined he would be.
1: In my head, he was in a car shaped like a chicken. <laughs> I <don't
0: know> <laughs> Not an egg carton? like a, No. Or like the uh, the uh, Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile? Like that, but shaped like a chicken. Okay. Um, listeners, this Wednesday night at Brooklyn Winery, you can join Heritage Radio Network Uh, Some of the hosts will be there, and I think uh, Engineer Evan's going to be there. He said he didn't know. Uh, But for our next salon series called The Boozy Bees, we have invited three of our favorite New York City mixologists to come in and uh, mix up some creative cocktails using New York Honey Whiskey, which is produced by Catskill Provisions in collaboration with the Finger Lakes Distilling Company. There's going to be music from Mr. okay I'll be there, so you can come out, have a cocktail, support Heritage Radio. I put the link up at sharpenhot.com. You can get tickets and more information there. Matt, are you going to be there?
1: Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> I asked Matt if he was going, and he said,
1: "I cursed." <laughs> no, you
0: no no you didn't. You said I hate things. I hate things. <laughs> I don't go to things. Yeah,
1: I don't. I don't. I don't go to stuff like that. Sorry. <laughs>
0: So, listeners, you'll never get to meet Matt, but uh, he's, he will remain... A, a man mi- of mystery. <laughs> Mysterious <laughs> enigma. <laughs> right. Um, and you wanted... Uh, I wanted to just point out that I like your haircut.
1: Well, well, I was going to say people will recognize me because I'm the, the guy who looks like Ani DeFranco because I got this the, yeah. awful haircut. <laughs> what happened? I, I went to get a haircut at a place I I hadn't been to before. I've been to one of their satellite locations, and I should have known there was a problem because I sat down... To wait, and the guy was like, "Oh, I could take you right now." And there was like five guys waiting. It's like this guy can take you. <laughs> Starts cutting my hair, and I knew there was a problem because he's like he's cutting the top of my hair with like with buzzers. Now, I'm not a vain man, <laughs> but I am lucky to be 37 years old and have good hair. So I'm going to keep that alive. Homeboy killed my hair. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm doing a good job of like faking it.
0: The, the headphones help too. You, yeah. If you want to borrow those, maybe they have a spare that we can just cut the cord it's off
1: of. Literally, like a ploof of hair, but like that's about an inch in the front and then just shaved all the way around. Yeah. Ani DeFranco, Righteous I, Babe Records. <laughs> it's me.
0: I've had, I've had some bad haircuts in my day. i got to say, I, I feel your pain. The good news is that it grows back.
1: It's a renewable resource.
0: It is a renewable resource. Episode 25. Don't has, tell Mark. I won't tell Mark. <laughs> my, my husband Mark would kill to be able to get a haircut. <laughs> the poor man's bald as they come. Uh, listeners, if you have food questions, we've got answers. 862 242 8599 is the number to call. You can email me, Emily at sharpandhot.com, tweet at chefemilyp facebook.com forward slash sharp and hot. You can reach Matt on Twitter at
1: uh, M underscore TWANG with an at before
0: it. All right.
1: Nothing of use there, though.
0: Baseball things I see Baseball going things. by. Yeah. And let's see. Next week, I'm going to give you a roundup about my trip to Ohio and introduce you to Team USA and the Boku's door. Until then, uh, I'll see you Wednesday night at, oh no, I won't see you. I'll see the listeners at on Wednesday night at Boozy Bees. And uh, until next week, keep playing with Fire and Knives.